You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. It is getting that way. It is getting that way, and uh, we want to know if it's that way in Chicago. I took a trip to the Kentucky border on Wednesday, Hmm. and that's why we're actually having Jack on tonight. Uh, There was something that I saw that uh, just I started thinking about it, and I thought this would be fun to do with Jack. We could. Jack is going to have a little extended run this hour. He's normally our closer when he's on, but tonight uh, we're going to have him on for the third hour. But, um, yeah, so what happened is uh, I had an aunt who was having a stint put in in uh, the late uh, late summer, and she ended up having a stroke on the operating table and got really, really, really dicey. And so after she pulled through and, and recovered, I mean, just recovered not long, you know, finally got home and back on her feet uh, a little bit before uh, Thanksgiving. And so uh, my wife and my mom and my aunt and my cousin uh, all went out of town on a girl's trip this week. And I had three kids at home, or three kids. And I will tell you that mothering is a lot tougher than anything we've ever done, Keith and Jack, I can tell you. Sounds like a, a, a plot for a movie. Well, we had a, a good – I love I love it when it's – you know, it, very rare is my wife ever away from home. I think in the uh, 13 years that we've had kids, she's been away from the kids three times and, and never for more than you know a couple of days except for this week uh, she's been gone since there uh, a movie called mr mom that's <laughs> yeah that's it uh, but uh, anyway so i was you know i like to do things when i'm with the kids and you know go to the zoo go to wherever and uh, we picked up my dad on wednesday and we went up to this museum near kentucky and it was just a world-class exposition I mean, way better than anything you got here. It, it, it's, you know, like Disney quality. It's that well done. It's, it, it was founded by the guy who founded uh, Kirkland's department stores. And they put all this money into it because this was the area of the country he was from. And that's the brand they have at Costco, right? Well, I don't know. But uh, I think that's Kirkland. But in any event, uh, but uh, it's a world-class museum. And they had this one exhibit on medieval uh, tortures, different uh, tortures that they used during the, the medieval times, the Middle Ages. And to me, that is the most you know fascinating period of European history. Uh, I think that to me, the most personal. This is just my personal preference. 
most fascinating time would have been around the Viking age through the Renaissance uh, and the age of exploration. I'm just fascinated by that. I can't read enough of it. Even the, even the torture stuff is, is you know very interesting. And they had something in there on the Salem witch trials, which was, of course, a little bit later than that in the, in the 1600s. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that and my takeaways and observations and uh, how I'm connecting the dots here. But uh, anyway, we'll first say hello to Jack, uh, who is joining us from Chicago land area outside of Chicago. Jack, is it a winter wonderland up there yet a little bit north of us here in Dixie? No, and we did actually. Mother Nature has been really good to us this year that it just. Lots of rain in the spring, tempered in the summer. We didn't get browned out. Our parks were clean and really nice fall. Midwestern and New England falls are beautiful. But then on Halloween, and I follow my old neighborhood a lot, we've had trouble the last 10 years where really rough kids from other neighborhoods get invited in on Halloween. In Detroit, the roughest area, they call it Devil's Night. And they come in and set cars on fire, rob people, assault people. On this uh, Halloween, Mother Nature brought in cold and snow, and our these these rough uh, punks and stuff they they can't do that stuff in cold weather. So it was very 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 good. Uh, we had fair a weather of uh, uh, criminals. Yeah, yeah the, the, the crime goes down, but the temperature goes down. Yeah, if I was governor of Minnesota, and hopefully we'll get in a patriot, I would pardon that uh, police officer Derek Chauvin the uh, day before the coldest day in Minnesota, and then I'd say, okay, let's see communists and and gangbangers, let's you try to riot, and then I'd have I'd have uh, military troops with water cannons to spray them. You know when they when they try <laughs> so to they freeze. <laughs> they would just yeah they would. And then I also get the reporters from CNN. I'd tell the guys, okay, give the gangbangers a little bit of break, but these CNN, Fox News reporters just. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, uh, you, you know we mentioned the fact that Derek Chauvin got stabbed twenty-two times. Right. He is the textbook case of, along with the McMichaels, of what Sam Francis was talking about with the regards to anarcho tyranny, uh, but. Right. Do you mind sharing? You shared with me, and I don't want to tell your story, but you did. Let you tell it. Do you mind sharing with the the audience what you did in Minnesota after um, after the, the the George Floyd stuff? In Minnesota, what did I did with, with Minnesota? No, say you, say you had uh, you you actually went down, and I just learned about this when you told me recently. I don't guess it's a big secret. I'll tell I'll, I'll tell the audience. Right. I don't think it's we're letting the cat out of the bag. You emailed every member of right. the state legislature in Minnesota and said, "Hey, why are you letting these people burn down your state? What's what's the what's matter with you, yeah. basically?" Right, and I. Uh... I would recommend, I'd, I'd love to train and teach our people about how to lobby public officials, state representatives, uh, and, and, and congressmen, and our people, we're just not, we're not good at that. We either just complain, or else you think that they think that they're going to pick up the phone and talk to a United States senator and tell them a piece of their mind. You, you just, you can't do that. There's a way to lobby people. There's a way to find out who their congressional staff member is, whose job it is to listen to constituent concerns. And then you, you develop uh, a conversation back and forth and you present yourself. You should never lie, but never, but you shouldn't present uh, information against you to make your cause look bad, like the fifth amendment. So I don't actually live in Minnesota right now. I had a share in a Minnesota uh, summer cabin. I went to summer camp when I was a boy there. So you could say, I live outside of St. Paul. Well, that's honest, okay, because I live in 
suburban Chicago. It's outside of St. Paul. You're not lying, but you sort of imply that you're a constituent and you're not. So I just got the contact list of every single state representative. I just chose the Republicans. You could got everyone. And I wrote them a letter, give them an example about who I was. And I, I showed them links to articles that proved that this George Floyd was just a drug dealer that died from swallowing his own one. And then um, I wrote and then I, I made a phone call and I followed up and some of the people got back to me and they, and they, they did. And that's the kind of lobbying. We complain about foreign lobbies, APAC, that so supposedly own our, our Congress. Well, they do. But, but one of the reasons is they're just good at lobbying where our people we're not, and we just sort of Our sit there. And then, yeah, yeah, we're just not. Well, we're just not good at those things. It, it, well, Jack, what you're saying is true. You can. The whole writing a letter to your congressman that's not going <laughs> to overcome APAC and, and the amount of money they're pouring in. They own, especially the Republican side of the House. But on a state legislative level, it can make a difference if you get enough people doing something. Not that it made a difference there. And in this case, this was a special case, but. Anyway, I want to tell you a little bit more about witches when we get back. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. While you're waiting, drop by our Confederate corner for a free cup of coffee and good conversation. Remember, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met yet. Dixie Republic, we're not just a roadside attraction, we're a destination for our people. For more information, visit DixieRepublic.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
Well, we're back with Jack and uh, Keith Alexander. I'm James, and it would have probably have been more appropriate to talk about the subject of witches around uh, Halloween, but... Uh, got pastors. Well, it's, <laughs> it's on my mind again because, as I said, circling back to the top of the hour, uh, when I was uh, talking about this, I went to this museum. Great day with the kids and my dad. We all went up there. It's been a whole day. Uh, this one exhibit, though. They had a great World War II exhibit, too. I mean, the whole thing was just fantastic. But this thing on uh, medieval Europe, European torture, you know, extended beyond a little bit of the Middle Ages to the uh, Salem witch trials. Now, everybody has a cursory uh, a cursory knowledge of the Salem witch trials. I mean, that's just a story everybody knows. I mean, what, what would you say you know about it, Keith? I know that Cotton Mather was involved in it, and he was a famous preacher. Yeah. And that there were some women, all single, that were suspected of being witches by like local gossips around and they had a series of unfortunate occurrences that the locals attributed to witchcraft and then with cotton mather uh you know egging them on they put some of these witches on trial well so and by the way i should say that in the it lasted from 1692 to 1693. I, I say only, I think 19 people were hanged and one died in, in custody. So you're talking about 20 people. Yeah, they always point to that as you know, this was one of the most horrible things of all time because, of course, white people. For some reason, the feminists really focus on it. <laughs> Are they admitting that they're witches? Well, here's what the, this is what I want to talk to Jack about because here's the thing. Now, I, I, of course, always heard stories about the Salem witch trials. Like most people, have a cursory understanding, but there's more to it. I mean, it's an interesting story. After we went and I, I, I came in to encounter, uh, with, uh, encounter this exhibit, I came home and I've been reading quite a bit about it uh, from a variety of sources. Samuel Paris was the minister, the Puritan minister of, uh, of Salem in 1692. And he was a failed plantation owner and he thought he could make more money after his plantation failed. He went uh, to Harvard, which was a theological seminary. Harvard was around even before 1692, as you know. And he became a minister, and he was uh, put into Salem. Uh, that was his uh, profession after his plantation That was failed. his parish. That was his parish in Salem. And um, he had a slave. He had two slaves, John Indian and Tituba. Tituba was uh, from his... supposed to be the source of the witchcraft. That's right. Well, here's what happened. So uh, Tituba was a slave from his plantation in Barbados that had failed, and uh, she came with him, and uh, she and John Indian, I think they were married, uh, and they were his slaves even in Salem. And she kind of kept the house. So if, if, if Mr. and Mrs. Paris were away, Tituba kept the kids. And so two of the kids that started this whole thing were, were his. Uh, one was his niece. And... Uh, this again, I think, goes to uh, you know you could blame diversity for the Salem witch trials <laughs> to an extent, but so so Tituba, uh, when she when when uh, you know the cat's away, the mice will play, and she entertained the kids with all of these voodoo stories and tried to cast spells to help the girls get the, the boys they fancied in in the town and all of that, and uh, I you know they got busted by the minister, and so. 
Uh, that's when the girls started acting like they were having fits, you know, because they didn't want to get in trouble. Now, their children say, had something. Yeah, to do. that's right. It was it was kids, and uh, they, uh, you know, Tichaba, you know, cast these spells, and she was practicing witchcraft. Well, back then, you know, science hadn't developed to, to the extent that it had now. People believed, of course. Yeah, well, there's a god. There are also demons. You know, maybe this is true. So they brought Tichaba in to testify, and she gives these fantastically vivid tales. In entirely detailed account of how the devil was making her do all of this now she got beat to hell you know before she confessed which you know that was another part of the story but um so you know instead of being beat to death she decided she would confess but she confesses in the most vivid and imaginative way you can imagine uh this is where the whole witches and broomstick comes from the devil gave the devil gave her power to ride brooms around and the devil came to her in the form of animals and a red rat and a black rat and the devil, somebody in town had a beast that had the head of a woman but wings. And she just gave all of these details. And, you know, she could see you know, the devil came as a yellow bird. And uh, and the people got the people got enraptured by it. Yeah, their, their imaginations were piqued by all of this. They, they, they got enraptured by it. And, um, and and so you know this it was it was mass hysteria. And some people theorized that there was you know some fungus in the bread and it made people. But, you know, who knows? But but you know, but, but look, we've seen mass hysteria as recently as COVID. So you understand how the you know. It, it, Whoa! What was the book by the Scottish uh, investigator? Popular delusions and the madness of crowds. I mean, so that happened. But I, I still say, I still say that diversity was at at uh, at, uh, at, uh, at uh, another one of the down. <laughs> not, not not the benefits, but the deficiencies or the. Uh, bad things to come from diversity well and the whole thing you know the kids didn't want to get you know in trouble for you know listening to voodoo stories they said they were bewitched and all of that and then titch up a cops to it and then and then the whole town they start blaming one another it's a very interesting story i love though how whites are always made to appear as to be you know like retarded and backwards because of it i mean 20 people died they are when they take titchiba's stories is uh, <laughs> true i get that but i'm just saying they're still doing that kind of stuff in you know voodoo africa but uh anyway yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, they're 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 supposed to be like you know very sophisticated. You know that that's that's a culture and advanced civilization we're uh, supposed yeah, to respect. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, we we should model ourselves after Hades. Interestingly, about the, the the witch trials though, and we'll get to a point here. I promise you, uh, is uh, everybody remembers that? What I didn't know is that what was far more widespread. Now that was sort of at the end of the era of the witch trials. It, it's sort of the the uh, the the tide started to, to wane in, in Salem in the in the late 1600s. Of course, that had been going on in Europe for decades prior to that. But did you know that more people were hanged, beheaded, and burned at the stake over the accusation that they were a werewolf than a witch? The werewolf trials of Europe predated the witch trials by uh, a couple of hundred years. And you know, Keith, I've always kind of had my suspicions about you. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Uh, but I say this, who knows? I mean, maybe they were witches because I look, Jack, at these people today. I look at these people today, and there is something entirely demonic about the left. And I, I say that... Uh, yeah, look, half the left, if you half don't believe in witches after seeing these feminists, then uh, <laughs> yeah. you're missing the well, point. Okay, well, could I add my two cents worth on this? By all means, that's uh, take okay. it away. So, 
my view, and I've been around, I've lived all over this country, travel all over the world. There's some basic points of, of, of facts that are just true that everyone once knew that we somehow don't know. And one of them uh, is that males and females in humans and in, in all other types of other animals have different bodies, they have different psyches, they have different theirs. Uh, and uh, we've gotten into trouble, humans, and again, there's only two sexes, male and female, by thinking that we're above nature, that we're not an animal. And you see conservatives saying, oh, these blacks in the cities, they're acting like animals. Well, animal, most animals are great. Dogs are loyal to each other, and most animals work for the good of their species. I think the, probably the most beautiful animal in the world is the African lion. And the African lionesses are really cool. The African lions are, are strong and good-looking, but basically they, they mostly just eat, mate, and sleep. And, and some women say American like men or other men in general just do the same thing. But the lionesses are such great moms. They take care of their cubs. They pick them up by the neck. They carry uh, them around. And so we get into problems by thinking that our females are not like the animal. We try to use reason and talk. You can't reason with an African lioness. You cannot reason with a female grizzly bear. And you really can't reason with these college women. And I, I'm not, I, you're familiar with <laughs> Nietzsche and the things that he, that he says. He says a lot of stupid things. But he said some good things that early marriage is the best thing for women. So you, you get intelligent women and they have their own children it forces them to stop being and having stupid things. They have to take care of it, and, and they're happy. Helps them grow up. Woman, yeah, attractive woman that's got her own children. You got your own little male to, to boss around instead of getting involved in bad leftist politics, trying to boss me around or be in the office and do all these other things. So that idea of witches, it's mostly just women behaving deviously and evil, which is what women do. I mean, uh, uh, do, we'll be right back. Uh, hold things. on. Yeah, they're, yeah. Be right back. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Skip Kelly. Senator John Fetterman, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, asserted on ABC's The View that Democrat New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez should be expelled from the U.S. Senate. Fetterman drew parallels to the recent expulsion of Representative George Santos from the House of Representatives. Santos's kind of lies were almost, you know, funny. And, like, you know, he, you know, landed on the, the moon and guy kind of stuff. Uh, whereas... <laughs> Whereas, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, Menendez, I think, is really a senator for Egypt, you know, not New Jersey. Betterman says Menendez, who faces federal charges related to a bribery scheme, should face similar consequences if Santos deserved expulsion from Congress. Top military officials and experts are meeting at the Reagan National Defense Forum in California to talk about ways to combat global threats. Members of the Armed Services Committees are debating the $886 billion defense budget. Most of the Joint Chiefs are there, along with the new chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General C.Q. Brown, and Defense Secretary Lord Austin. You can live stream the Reagan National Defense Forum online at their website or hashtag RND2023. Elon Musk debuted the revamped Tesla Cybertruck on Thursday in Austin, Texas. It's the first electric vehicle Tesla offers that isn't a sedan and marks the company's entry into a growing EV pickup market. The bed of the truck, over six feet long, has a towing capacity of 11,000 pounds, and it's bulletproof. 
Uh, if Al Capone showed up with a Tommy gun and emptied the entire magazine into the car door, you would still be alive. So, uh, you know, and so people say, like, well, why did you make it bulletproof? I'm like, why not? <laughs> you want to, how tough is your truck? Originally thought to be about 35.9, the price range 69.90 to 99.900. I'm Corey Myers. This is USA News. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare. What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airlines travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. You simply must go. It's cold outside. The answer is no. Maybe it's cold outside. The visit is big, so nice and warm. Look out the window at that storm. My sister will be suspicious. Your lips look delicious. My brother will be there at the door. Waves upon a tropical shore. My maiden aunt's mind is vicious. Your lips are delicious. Well, maybe just a cigarette more. Never such a blizzard before. You've got to go home. Maybe we'll freeze out there. I lend you a call. It's up to our knees out there. You've really been great. when you touch my but hand. But don't you see? How can you do this thing to me? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. Think of your lifelong At sorrow. least there will be plenty implied. If we got no You really can't Get stay. Get over that old Ah, but it's cold. Baby, it's cold outside. Well, you know, we opened the show tonight talking about the war against Christmas. They don't like that song either. Uh, Jack, can you tell us why? The Christmas season is just a season that um, certain groups don't feel included. They feel that it's it's promoting this wholesome white British European people having fun and they just and feel like heterosexuality yeah. like that particular yeah. Uh, yeah. song. Yeah, well, why is yeah. it that they hate that song so much? I, I just they just feel left out, and they just feel that, <laughs> uh, that country. Yeah. I feel great about that. I'm like, yeah, you know, why don't you just you know go no, somewhere else? No, I get it in the general sense, but that, that that's <laughs> well, specific. It's their choice. That's specific. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. They're certainly not gonna. Uh, but that that particular song, Keith. Well, they don't like it because they think it's sexist also that the male is a predator and that the woman is succumbing to his charm. See, all of that stuff is contrary to their Ten Commandments, basically, that women are stronger than men, men are weaker than women, men are not leaders, and they're not of... They're not worthy people. So consequently, what what you're celebrating in that song is uh, akin to stalking or something. 
Yeah. Well, it's great. Can song. I just add something on that? That uh, yeah. Another reason I'm feeling very good tonight is that all of these feminist, woke, anti-traditional Hollywood movies uh, presented by this real she's a real witch. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who is pretty much c- controlling all of the content <laughs> for Marvel Comics Universe and for Disney. They remade the classics of uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. They made Peter Pan to be a wimpy gay guy, and Wendy was slapping him around and, and taking on all of the, <laughs> the, the pirates by herself. And then she ended up being a Catwoman alone. That was kind of good. But that one died. And then this Rachel Zegler, I thought she, I think she was the actress in West Side Story. It wasn't bad, but they gave her the lead in the live action remake of Sleeping Beauty. And she was saying, yeah, the prince was stalking the princess. And, and I mean, is any attractive young guy trying to, you know, stalk her or ask her out on a date? And that's no. So all of these movies are bombing big time. Losing hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, that, that Jack, with, Jack, yeah. that that new Marvel movie okay. with uh, the the radical film. Disney has just been one yeah. flop Ooh. after another for the past one year. But of course, they can afford to lose it. Yeah. As long now, as they're propagandizing, they'll do it. Right. Another thing with feminist uh, pushy ones is a lot of women want to be the feminist bitch, but they don't want to support other feminist <laughs> bitches, and so that's why Hillary is lost. I mean, you want to have it. Well, well, I did. did yeah, to, yeah. To, to this point, Jack, I mean, you know, yeah. and again, I got to say this about the Salem witches is yeah. I'd like to discount it. I can't entirely discount it because I've met modern feminists. And by the way, right. this is not an indictment on all women. I love women. Right. Women have always yeah. been good to me from birth on. But the uh, but the thing is, half the country, there is a demonic spirit amongst these radical egalitarian well, leftists. The, 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 the liberals are are the devil. If if you had the Salem yeah. witch trials now in America, you would depopulate blue state America if you went after the warlocks too, the male witches. But. Exactly. Right, it is. And then a lot of it is just uh, it's just envy of unattractive women towards attractive women and attractive women who have husbands and so then, and it's not, I sort of disagree a little bit with Keith, Keith here. It's not just liberal against conservative. It's just age and, and, and women. So you take certain women you think have pretty good politics, like that writer Ann Coulter. Uh, I liked, I thought she was a good writer, good politics. And then I, I met her at a Christmas party and I, I introduced myself. I said, I was, my name is Jack Ryan. I was a writer for Occidental Descent. And then she said, great. I like how everyone here claims they're a writer. And then she just stormed off like, whoa. So I was under orders, don't talk about it, but this was back when I was <laughs> drinking beer on a comment. I decided I met Ann Coulter, and she was a real bitch to me. I felt like stripping her naked and spanking her. <laughs> and then the, this communist leftist group wrote that, put my photo in there, and said that I, these kind of, well, I was just being honest. You know, she just she was just being real mean to me. And, you know, maybe if some young man a little bit younger had done, spanked Ann Coulter, she, you know, she would have had children and, and maybe straightened it out. So <laughs> another thing. Yeah. And, and would have, would have yeah. looked up with kid dynamite. All right. Well, well, have it, but don't hit a woman, but give him a gal a spanking. I think it's kind of, you know, just kind of gets the juices started. Well, they all the portray man. themselves <laughs> as being very strong, Jack. Yeah. All these feminists well, pro- portray themselves as being very strong, like yeah. Susan Sarandon. And, uh, they, uh, no, 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 I was just going to say that. Yeah, so they, they're, they're kind of eating their own right now. With the, the left is eating She their came own. out against uh, the Jewish-Israeli uh, treatment of the people in Gaza. Right. 
and now she's groveled before the powers that be in Hollywood. Well, she said something. I'll, I'll, I'll break it down in rudimentary terms. She, she was basically saying, you know, maybe we don't need to be blowing up all these little kids in the hospitals. And then, right. you know, like, what are you, yeah. an anti like, Oh, God, I apologize. Well, but, I mean, Susan Sarandon's always been a radical she, feminist. She, but she, she's never shown. Right. She's shown just how cowardly leftist women the, are. The, the coven is, is like right. turning on itself. Right. Well, they are. It's sort of good to see that. But then it is, again, it's very Orwellian. Why are these groups together? How can you get radical Islamists and, and feminist lesbian um, J women to be on the same side? But in England and the United States politics, they are on the same side. They all vote the anti-white, uh, anti-traditional family one. And so it's like square pegs going into round holes. They just use force. You never see happily married yeah. women with large numbers of children coming from that cohort. No, I mean, there, there's some ugly, ugly women out there. They're ugly physically and ugly mentally, and they're, <laughs> they're just there. Well, that, that's another that, thing. Yeah. It's interesting that most of them, now, unless you're trying to make a living in Hollywood, you want to keep your place in Hollywood, so you got to, like, parrot the narrative. But most of the of the uh, we'll call them witches, are very unattractive, and most of the uh, attractive, wholesome women are certainly conservative. There is no doubt about that. Yeah. Compare Rachel Maddow to Kaylee, uh, whoever, whatever her Maganany. name, Maganany, yeah. That, that's just one or, example. Or just the original first fe feminist, Bella Abzugs, Gloria Steinem. Um, Gloria Allred. Are, uh, Ruth Bader. Yeah, the Grimalki sisters. Ginsburg, you know, and you, you can... <laughs> And there might be some predisposition to homosexuality, but I just think a lot of the problems being these big cities around these really ugly gay women, you, these men think there's something wrong with them. I mean, who's attractive to Ruth Bader Ginsburg or Bella Abzug? You know, it's certainly not me. <laughs> well, you know, but, but you, what's so <laughs> interesting is that in the movie about David Irving, yeah. I can't remember the name of it now. I watched it. I watched the whole thing. Uh, who who was the, oh, my God, what was her name? She Lynch testified Jack? at Charlottesville. Yeah, Deborah Lipstadt. Deborah Lipstadt. Deborah Lipstadt, of course. Uh, well, we all know what Deborah Lipstadt looks like in real life, but they got this knockout model to play her in the movie, <laughs> Rachel Weisz, yeah. who's also Jewish, but, I mean, you know, sure. as, as, nice. so she says, but, I mean, you know, anyway, beautiful. Deborah Lipstadt must have been in charge of the casting of that, uh, <laughs> of the person. So when they actually get, to, get to, you know, somebody to play them in a the movie, it's always like some bombshell that looks nothing like them in real life. Right. Uh, I yeah. put something up yeah. about that. When I still had Twitter, when I still had Twitter, when Deborah Lipstadt was testifying at Charlottesville, I said, hey, by the way, go watch this David Irving movie. And they get Timothy Spall to play David Irving, who's just like, looks like a rat. And they get this right. knockout, like a 10, to play Deborah Lipstadt. And I compared Deborah Lipstadt to Rachel Weisz. And I said, you know, what the hell's going on here? It'd be like having Woody Allen pick Tom Selleck to play him in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, it's good. I, I have a but, uh, yeah, so I'm writing right now about that subject. That uh, Both Sports Illustrated and Victoria's Secret have gotten rid of their uh, woke uh, inclusive, real body, once in an album, attractive women be in their swimsuit uh, cover, and then Victoria's Secret's fashion show. So there's some, there's so ethnic politics involved in that. There's always with beauty, but those, those just like the woke feminist Marvel Disney bombed the uh, Victoria's Secret fashion with just what basically is fat women. You know, people have, there's a lot of attractive uh you know, colored women you you could have, but this idea they were yeah, jealous. Beefy of beauties. Thin, tall, yeah, thin, tall Nordic 
white actresses, and so they tried this. It just bombed. And regular women want to look beautiful. They want to model. Okay, maybe it's not realistic that they can be like these international Nordic um, you know, models, but they want attractive women uh, or and you know, who wants to just see women in person. A lot of black guys prefer that. those women now. You know, they're well, more cushion for the push. going abroad. <laughs> we'll talk about the passport growth. <laughs> Which is coming up and All right, I'm, we'll I'm do that when we come back. We got <laughs> one more segment and uh, okay. Oh, what an hour! Uh, what a, what a show! The Honorable Cause of Free South is a collection of twelve essays written by Southern Nationalist authors. The book explores topics such as what is the Southern nation, what is Southern nationalism, and how can we achieve a free and independent Dixie. The Honorable Cause answers questions on our own terms. The book invites readers to understand for themselves why a free and independent Dixie is both preferable and possible. The book pulls in some of the biggest producers of pro-South content, including James Edwards, the host and creator of The Political Cesspool, and Wilson Smith, author of Charlottesville Untold, Arkansas congressional candidate and activist Neil Kumar, host and creator of the Dissident Mama podcast, Rebecca Dillingham, author of A Walk in the Park, My Charlottesville Story, Identity Dixie's Patrick Martin, and yours truly, Michael Hill, founder and president of the League of the South, as well as several other authors. The Honorable Cause is available now at Amazon.com. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttall as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. It's a strange, strange world we live in, Master Jack. He taught me all I knew and I never looked back. It's a very strange world and I thank you, Master Jack. <laughs> well, not a Christmas song, but Keith has outdone himself with that selection in light of our conversation and with whom we're conversing jack ryan there that's master jack by four jacks and a jill it's a strange strange world we live in jack so they say in this song. <laughs> that, that's your theme song jack <laughs> uh, i have some other theme songs but but i do karaoke too so i haven't done karaoke since i stopped completely drinking alcohol um when i was i should try, try it again but i do secret agent man johnny rivers oh yeah johnny rivers yeah, yeah johnny rivers yeah that's a pretty good one, and then I do OJ's The Backstabbers. It gets pretty good, but I'm, I'm not doing it. The crowd's got to be able to be ripped a little bit before I'm going to do karaoke. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah I guess it has I, to be I, drunk, in other words. Yeah, well, ripped, I think it's going to be. 
<laughs> friendly, appreciative. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's good. So, yeah. Um, so back to the section of witches. Well, I definitely but, well, yeah, well, So, I mean, look, <laughs> I think there's something demonic afoot with yeah. amongst the left. I mean, child genital mutilation. I mean, I think riches are far more real today than they were in 1692 yeah. uh, to uh, to cut to the chase on what all that uh, uh, you know, lead up, lead up we, we was We don't about. call them witches today. Yeah, but there, there's something wrong with it. And I, I, but I'll tell you this, too. Nothing is ever going to change uh, without something happening here, like a secession. This was something that uh, Brett McAtee posted. Well, Pastor, Pastor, well, Pastor McAtee uh, will be on with us, of course, later this month to deliver a Christmas message. But but he he writes this on uh, his Facebook. Biden's Department of Justice, so-called, fines a Tennessee Christian trucking company $700,000 for requiring workers to disclose their immigration status. So this is this is it, gentlemen, is that you the states have autonomy so long as they're not getting in the way of anything. So, I mean, a state like Tennessee going to be more conservative than New York or California, but they're really not put, allowed to push back. Even something as as basic as this, th- this company is going to be, what, put out of business because they're checking but to make you know sure people what? aren't illegal. It's funny that you bring that right. up right now because there are two bills pending before the Tennessee legislature right now to validate nullification by the state of Tennessee through the legislature of any federal directives, mandates, okay. or laws. Let's just say that passes. Oh, federal judge is going to strike that down. I mean, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. The states have so much autonomy until the feds just come in and take it away, until which they, they do always that. do. And again, right, I, and that's one of my comments is that we can't blame everything on different ethnic groups or racial, religious groups, like especially Jay, even if they are dominant in all powers. One of the biggest problems that our people have is we always think that we can appeal to the fairness or the law about the constitution or something like that does anyone do you and i or keith do you really think that the supreme court with the likes of wise latina with uh elena kagan that that jay lesbian or people from harvard and yale law school do you really think they're really going to rule on the original intent of the founding fathers of course not our country is getting increasingly like russia was after my grandfather and the white army lost uh, to the bolsheviks and in that time, you did not have freedom of speech. If you said something that just notices the ethnic character of the NKVD, that was the, the death penalty. And so right now, this supposedly conservative Republican that's running, he's the governor of Florida, he's running for president, he flew to Israel to sign legislature saying that it would be illegal to, to say or leave any literature that's critical of the Israeli lobby or just J people, what are you going to ban the New Testament or, or people, the Christ is saying bad things about the Pharisees. So we really do not live in a fair system where you can, I'll take it to the Supreme Court. You got to be aware of what's going on and the system's not, is not fair. And you just got to act accordingly. We've been through worse, particularly in Russia and Eastern Europe, but no, I mean, that's uh, that is a problem with people. We always try to tell the teacher, Oh, they're not being fair. You know, well, no, it's not fair. It's not fair what happened to, to Derek Chauvin. It's not fair that our cities got burned down. 
it's not fair that the worst forms of hardcore pornography are pushed everywhere. It's legal and they're grooming our children, but it's illegal to say something bad against uh, homosexual. It's, it's illegal to say that, oh, there might have been some vote fraud in uh, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Chicago. That's what they're they're suing Trump for. Of course, there's vote fraud in these big cities. So, you know, we have to get tough and we have to stop trying to pretend that it's a misunderstanding uh, and we're, and we're going to get our day. Well, we don't. And, 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 right and Jack, let me That's just put this to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's what the problem is. There's a common denominator to all of these success stories of the left. For example, if it hadn't been for Jewish power and influence, the civil rights movement would never have amounted to a hill of beans. Neither would the feminist movement, neither would the homosexual right. rights movement. And we need to understand that they have, yeah, right, they have the secret sauce. They are the yeast that makes the dough rise in every left-wing movement. And it's not just generic to the movement, it's generic to the people that push. People that do that, yeah. And there's other ones. The Catholic Church used to be a very strong traditionalist uh, organization, and, and that was the joke. Is the Pope Catholic? Well, the current pope in you know in traditional things is not Catholic. He's not. He, he wears homosexual flags. He goes to the island that's being overrun by Muslim and and sub-Saharan Africans, and he goes and kicks their licks their boots and promotes that. So they long they made a long march through our institutions. They took over things, things like the Democratic Party. Southerners uh, voted Democrat. Uh, up until 1980, because it was traditionally it was their party. It was like my daddy was a Democrat, and my granddaddy was a Democrat, and by God, I'm a Democrat. Well, things changed. But the Jews the took Democratic it over party, somewhere yeah. in the 1930s, well, and after they, that, they lost it. Well, Thankfully, they didn't take they, over the Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, yeah. <laughs> they did that as well. Yeah, I mean, it was like the Democratic Party is like a Marion Barry. He was the guy, he was the mayor of our nation's capital, and he was an incompetent. Uh, now, don't slander Marion Barry. He's a famous Memphian. He went to Lemoyne Owen College here in Memphis. I the Lemoyne Owen well, Magicians. That's yeah, the best right. Guy. I remember he said I one of his famous sayings was, up with hope, down with dope. Or, or, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, these things kind of happen. But I, I, there's a lot of good news out there, and that's, I'm going to try to write. I'm not writing as much, but I'm writing about some good things that have happened with, with culture, with music, uh, with movies, and with and with sports. I, I hope that the Southerners stop getting excited about these terrible neocon wars. They just love the military. And, we again, we haven't had a war that was for our interests. I mean, the Confederate side was, but they lost. But since we won the Mexican War or the war against the Apaches and the, and the Comanches, and these wars, two murderous wars against our European kinsmen, uh, these wars in— and We were in, uh, snookered yeah. into joining by the Jews. Yeah. Other people, but I just—it's not just the Jays, but the re the regular people. I, I wrote about the propaganda of those Toby Keith, Hank Williams Jr. Uh, propaganda songs, like "Yeah, we got to fight them like we did World War II." Yeah, see, at some point, white men have to have agency, and just you know, you have yeah. to instead of letting things happen to you, you've got to make something happen. I mean, we can it's blame not just men; yeah. it's we, women too. Yeah. Yeah, All white Gentiles well, I don't are look, easily yeah. duped. I don't look for women yeah, we, to lead me, but but no, I'm just saying. Right. And we often, yeah, we can blame yeah. this group or that group. I, the yeah. buck stops here, and let's just we do let's there. just do something yeah, and, instead and of. We letting, also have to stop watching tackle football five days a week. Fantasy football. That's a huge <laughs> waste of time. That's really what our people are doing every every day of of the week, and they're not they're not getting involved in local politics, winning mayors, county board chairman, and then what little concern they do for politics is that the highest 
presidential election, which is fixed. So it really is. Our people, it's, and then at the problem is, even though there's corruption, these horrible things, the economy is just, is just too good. People have too many toys, trucks, uh, plasma TVs, and they're just like, well, that's just New York, or that's just L.A., or that's just Chicago. And they'll just, you know, they like the And a lot of people like this corruption. They like uh, NFL football. They like porn. They like the stupid movies. And so, look, well, I talked to somebody today yeah. about the, yeah. you know, sports and whatnot. He said he prefers to listen to sports over the radio rather than on TV. Right. And I said, why? He said, because I can imagine that the players are white. <laughs> I just yeah. hear the words rather no, than see I mean, the Of course, sports. all of that is an artificial either. substitution for pride in your tribe, pride in your people. Right. You, you, you can't have that in, in, for anything that matters. So you, you, right. you, 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 transpose that on to oh, but we should not just be like spectators that. too why not play a sport there's sports you can play that are i play tennis there's there's hiking there's um there's dancing i really promote partner dancing so if you have women that are just giving you all these problems they can you know, learn to dancing with the stars dance. lately <laughs> um, i haven't seen it lately but i was but before that but the man leads and the woman follows and there's very little talking the black man leads and the white American, woman follows well, they got well that's there, but, not entirely that. but there, there's no reason why our people can't be good partner dancers and women love to dance they love a guy that will take the lead and you don't, and when you're dancing there's very little talk you don't have to listen to women's opinions about stuff they don't know anything about so yeah let's do that let's get partner dancing let's get our people dancing and let's promote motherhood. You see a mom, you always compliment the mom about the children. Make the the child's birthday a co-birthday. Between it's not just a little kid gets money and presents and stuff, but you you teach little, little children that their mom gave birth to them on their birthday. And I that's what I'm doing. I'm supporting a young mom in Cape Town, and it's great. I feel I love being around young moms, and I can't stand being around these corporate lawyers, political. Women, they're, they're, I got. I'm gonna get out of the country. I'm, I'm going in, in, in another trip. You've been hanging out around the wrong bars. Well, he's in Chicago, yeah. area, outside of Chicago. But uh, yeah, you, you got to go to Africa to get away from the. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Africa to find some respectful, well-dressed, well-mannered black African people. I've get, I, I well, I'm see. Other people have told me that that Uganda is a nice place now. It's come out of the '70s. And they have uniforms in school, and the people are—you know—they're—they're they're not. I was country. Strange, strange up. world we live in, Master Jack. <laughs> Whole different breed over there. You gotta go over there. They have a British accent and have manners, and they don't right. kill you. Maybe, maybe. Right. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> All right, Jack. We'll always get to talk to you. Our featured right, guest tonight, Taylor Young. Yeah, okay. we'll talk again soon. It's beginning to look a lot okay. like Christmas. TPC's Christmas fundraising drive underway. Help us out. Uh, we want to be here with you next year. We want to do it this again in 2024, our 20th year. Boy, just imagine if we could fast forward to this week, one year from now. Oh, my God. Will we be here? Will anybody be here? What will the world look like? Well, the presidential election will be open. Trump will be the more prison. things change, the more they stay the same. The next year is going to be unlike, and thank God it's our 20th. How fitting. 20th is going to be the biggest and the best. Talk to you next week.